Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. We have been working our way through a portion of Matthew's Gospel for the last couple of weeks. It's a portion of scripture that is sometimes called by scholars the missionary discourse. The gospel continues today with the 10th chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 24th verse, as Jesus continues to instruct his disciples. Jesus said to the 12, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be the members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. This is the Gospel of Jesus. In case there is any doubt in our minds, following Jesus is hard. It is hard for the disciples, those original 12 that Jesus called. We've been hearing about them over the last couple of weeks. You might recall that we heard about Matthew, a tax collector who had been called away from a life that probably included a certain level of material comfort. And in last week's reading, we heard about Jesus' disciples being sent into the world without gold or silver or even copper to pay for the necessities along the way. Jesus tells them to pack no bag for your journey, but to go empty-handed, relying on the hospitality and the generosity of those they would encounter. And if that's not enough, Jesus says to his disciples, I am sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves, vulnerable exposed, without any guarantee that people will welcome the proclamation that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Our gospel reading that I just read suggests that following Jesus continued to be hard in the early church. 
The writer of Matthew's gospel, who is not the same as the tax collector, probably, writes this gospel for generations of believers that are one or two generations removed from those original 12 disciples. And so while our text that I just read today is Jesus giving instructions to his immediate disciples of what they will encounter as they go the places that he sends them, Matthew's writing points to experiences that would have been known by those in his own community later in the first century. His writing suggests that these later believers experienced family conflicts and divisions, they were isolated and even persecuted by their faith communities, and they were on the receiving end of violence, sometimes from their own families and those closest to them. All of this highlights, in case there is any doubt, that following Jesus is not for the faint of heart. Now, you and I may not be disciples sent to share the good news of Jesus to new places. We may not be believers coming to terms with a faith or an expression of faith that conflicts with those who came before us. But like all of those who have come before us, I think we also know that following Jesus is hard. It can be hard at work where the values of those who sign our paycheck may not match Jesus' values. It might be hard at home, where those closest to us may not agree on how we will practice our faith. It's hard with our friends who may not even share our faith commitments. It's hard when we have to pay the bills, when the generosity to which we aspire comes into contrast with the realities of the house payment and the insurance premium and the grocery bill, to say nothing about the extracurricular activities that we do in our life to bring joy. And it's hard in the community around us where all too often a neatly kept lawn or an updated kitchen or the outward appearance of success and holding it all together holds greater sway than revealing the messes that our lives really contain. Jesus says to his disciples and admonishes them to take up the cross and follow me. And that may be a literal literal reality for some people in our world, even today. It is also a metaphorical reality for the hard work of embracing an unconventional life of intense generous commitment to God's mission. According to this ideal picture, following Jesus means making God's mission of love and justice the first priority in our lives, even above family and livelihood. It means being willing to confront and conflict with death-dealing powers. Yeah, following Jesus is hard. Because if we're being honest about where Jesus is going, he is always leading us through the death of living solely for ourselves. And so Jesus sends his disciples off with nothing, forcing them to face the death of self-reliance. And at times, Jesus leads his church into conflict, forcing us to face the death of any notion that we can avoid pain through silence. 
Jesus leads us also through death and into a new life with him. Because this is how much God values us. God wants more life for us than we can even ask or imagine. In the, sixth, in the sixth chapter of the letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul gives words to this promise in such a powerful way. He writes, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We have been buried with him. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. If we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. This is Jesus' promise to us. A promise that says that when we find ourselves in the places where we are living in fear, when we are trapped in self-destructive behaviors, when we face uncertainty about the path forward, when we come face to face with the impact of our sin and the sin of the world around us, when we face the inevitability of death, Jesus is there with us, leading us into a new life, his resurrection life. And when in God's grace we receive glimpses of this new life, well, in those moments, Jesus calls us to share this new life with others. People do this in all kinds of ways, ways great and small. People in recovery sometimes do it by sponsoring others along their journey. And some people do it by sharing their stories of journeying through a challenging transition to a new way of life. I know people who are grieving, who grieve together in order to help one another from that experience of death and loss to a new life. In my own life, in times of deep despair and trouble, there have been friends who have just walked with me and been my friend in those hard moments until I come to a place of knowing more life. When Jesus calls us and sends us into this world that he loves, to live as his disciples, he doesn't just push us out and wipe his hands of us. Always, he travels the road that we travel. He faces the challenges that we face. He wrestles with the questions that burden us. He takes up the cross that he commends to us. Every moment, revealing to us how eternally precious we are in God's eyes reminding us as we journey with him through death to life, we are never alone and we are eternally valued. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, 
please visit www.blcfairport.org.